Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. It is a semi-beautiful day here in New York, but, you know, every day is the same when you're staying inside. So true. Hi, Jax. Thanks for having me here today on your web show. (laughs) I'm really excited to be here. It is Monday on what hopes to be a very short nice and uneventful week here in New York. It is it is kind of an important day because it's 420, which Oh my god, yeah, 420, light up. For the green toasters is like a major holiday, but for the Ashray family <laughs> and True Steens, it's an even bigger holiday because it's Theo's birthday. Yeah. Wow. And Our I brought boy. him here. I brought him here for a world-class interview. Is that okay? Oh my god, I would love that. How old is he in human years? I think he's turned 3 or 4. Hi, Theodora. How old are you? It is Theo's 21st birthday, therefore his, his third his third dog birthday. birthday, 21st human, so he can officially drink. And his next birthday, he'll be older than us. Oh, my God. Happy birthday, Theo. You don't look older than 15, Angel Muffin Boy. I have a very long Instagram caption headed you guys' way because there's just so much love in my heart for Theo, and I'm just, like, excited to celebrate him, even though, like, every birthday is the most depressing day of my life. Oh, of course, because it's, you know, like a morbid reminder of the sad reality that is life. Oh, God. I don't know if anyone just saw me accidentally drop Theo, but PETA is going to be over here in five fucking minutes. Oh my God. Well, happy birthday, Theo. I wish we were all celebrating together. We'll do a Zoom happy hour for him. Um, damn. Every time it's Theo's birthday, I just feel like it marks like a big chapter. Like I remember the first birthday that we celebrated celebrated at the new studio with Theo. It's just it's I don't remember saying. that. I if I show you a picture, you'll remember. Someone edited him to have a little bogey. Oh yes, time is flying. That's for sure. I remember that. And then I think I remember that was his second birthday, I think, Jackie. Mm, yeah, for sure. No. Yeah, wow. second birthday. Okay. Well, happy birthday, Tiggs. I wish I wish we could be there. That's all I could say. It's such a it's a sad and joyous day. It's what the folks call bittersweet. Totally bittersweet. I just I wonder if he knows it's his birthday. No, we like threw him like a little party last night, like cheering, and he, all he wanted to do was go to bed. <laughs> cheering. Yeah. I can't. Wow. Okay. Well, how was your weekend? Um, not great. I'm not going to lie. And I'm sure a lot of people are tuning in like just to hear me speak on this and I wanted to get it out right in the beginning. So no one has to scroll through a podcast looking for it. I really had a bad weekend. I was like in such a lull because I got myself into like a major mess on Friday night. Um, 
And then I just couldn't stop thinking about the mess the whole weekend and like what a moron I am. Um, and for those who don't know, um, I posted something on my Instagram story. I was recapping One Tree Hill. Um, and not that it matters, but context is relevant. And I was uh, talking about season four when Peyton has that guy posing as her brother and he ends up like being a stalker and breaking into her house. And um, I just, I posted something so dumb. I was just saying like, what did Peyton think was going to happen? She had like a 24 hour webcam in her room. Like, and then she got a stalker. Like I obviously, I was just recapping a TV show, like not realizing like real life. And so in my mind, when I posted that, like it made sense. But then I got like DMs immediately from people being like, what the fuck did you just say? And once I started reading those DMs, this like light bulb went off in my head and I was like, shit. And I immediately took it down. Like I realized what that Instagram story meant in real life, like outside of Tree Hill. Right. Do you know? And it it was not good. No, it was not good. It was victim shaming for like a woman who was a victim of violence. Like, I don't even know what I thought I was doing. It was so weird. And like, I feel so disassociated from it now. Cause like, I don't even believe that. Like, why was I posting that? I was just like looking for something funny to say on Instagram. And like, that's not even funny. Um, so I got a bunch of DMS about it. And then a bunch of the toasters in the Facebook group were expressing their disappointment. And I obviously immediately took it down. Like the second I realized what it actually meant. And then I also apologized, um, in the Facebook group because I hate letting people down, but I wanted to come on here on the podcast and apologize um, one more time because I feel like I owe that to everyone. Like people saw it and they were really triggered by it. Like people who are survivors or victims of abuse. And I just, well, I don't know why I posted that and I wanted to come on the podcast and let anyone know who saw it and who was triggered by it or who was upset by me. Like you totally are entitled to do that. And I'm totally wrong and I'm owning it. And I realize how dumb it was to post. And I really am genuinely sorry. Like, and I'm not, I'm not apologizing because people are mad at me or like there was backlash. Like I'm apologizing because I genuinely like realized the gravity of my words. And I know that I was wrong. And I say this all the time on the show, like people are human. We talk about cancel culture a lot. And like, as long as you're willing to own your mistake, like, and, and understand why it was problematic. Like we have no choice but to understand that. And I always handle things like as a, as a influencer, whatever I am. And then also as like a consumer, like I love people in pop culture and they fuck up all the time. And I always handle things how I think I would want my favorite podcaster, YouTuber to handle it. So I'm trying just to to own it as best I can. And, you know, we come on the show every day and like we hold other people accountable for like their messes and like things they say and do. And I'm no better. I have to do the same. I probably um, have to do it even more loudly because I call other people out. I have an obligation to do better because of the platform that we have. And I really fucked up this weekend and I'm really sorry. Like I, I genuinely like in my soul, I'm sorry. And I know that people like it ruined their weekends too. Like they saw it on Friday and they had a pit all Friday because of what they went through. Yeah. Like, I just, why am I giving people pits? Like, that's not my job. It's the opposite. Like, just shut the fuck up, Claudia. Yeah, well, it's good of you to apologize. And, you know, that's all we can do is try and be better moving forward. Yeah. And I I understand that there are people who are just upset with me and don't want to hear what I have to say. And I respect that too. But I feel like for my own soul, like I can sleep at night knowing that I apologize. Like that's all I can do. I really, I genuinely am really, really sorry. Like I fucked up and I know why it was wrong. And I know that that's like a really fucked up way of thinking. Like I don't even believe in victim shaming. I don't know why I said that. It's like you get so disassociated from yourself and like from reality when you're recapping a TV show and like you say things about people in the TV show, you would never say about like your friends or people you know. Yeah. No. And we've gotten like so caught up in talking about old shows and, you know, just being super critical of them. Um, and so it, it happened, yeah. but your apology is very heartfelt and 
I try. I try. I, I know I let people down and stuff and people just don't want to hear from me, but I didn't want to come up. Like we, we have found ourselves few times before, like in situations like this. And I genuinely try and handle it like, like I would want someone I like to handle it. And so I just wanted to be open and honest. It's like when we talk about Real Housewives, like everyone's entitled to make mistakes, but if you don't own it, then like, what's the point? Yeah. And I think we are forgiving towards other people. I think most people are forgiving. So that's, that's all you can do at this point is just let everyone know how sorry you are. And you are very, very sorry. I am. Agreed. But I don't want to like damper on Theo's birthday. So I just wanted to get that out. (laughs) I hope everyone can move past it in their own time with me and um, dive into the past five. And if it it takes people time, then it takes people time. You know? I am very sympathetic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, this weekend was just a rough one. I don't know if like it it was just for us or for everyone. I just felt like this was like a turning point in the weekend where I'm just sort of like giving up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like we have a whole nother month. I think this morning it was the mayor of New York just canceled events through June. And I don't know what that means for like getting back to normal society, but it doesn't look good. Yeah, no, I think this last week made um, it very clear, especially in New York, that we are not going to be returning to normalcy really anytime soon or anytime that anybody thought. I'm still holding out hopes for June 1st to be like the start of something new, but that does seem to be getting like further and further away. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I, I actually ha- had hope for June 1st also until today when it's like uh, gay pride is canceled, concerts in June are canceled. So what are, are we going to be able to go to restaurants, clubs? I mean, that's interesting. I do feel like canceling those events in June like might be the right call because we might just be returning to normalcy and to really, really flatten the curve. Like why should, you know, a hundred thousand people get together for pride? Like if it is a health hazard. So I do see like we could go back to normal life at a a lesser level. Yeah. And also those events require a lot of planning. So if there is, you know, the possibility that it's not going to happen, I feel like even the event organizers would want to know, like, either to postpone or, like, 2021 is going to be the biggest pride we've ever seen. Totally. Sweet. Okay, well, we have the Fast Five stories for you today. Um, we've got some good stuff. I think it rounded out pretty nicely, you know? So well, are- we did have a weekend, so we had the the fortunate – break in three days where it's like when you have to do a show day after day and there's barely news on Monday, like what's to say there's going to be news on Tuesday, but at least we haven't reported the news since Friday. Yeah. Um, this weekend for me though, like was the first weekend where I legit spent the whole 48 hours in bed. Um, like I only watch TV. I actually watched some good stuff. I'm excited to share with the class at the end of this episode. Um, so I like, was I was barely even on my phone. So looking at the news today, I'm like, oh, wow, here's what's going on. So are you ready to get into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast? I am, but I do have a question for you before we get started. Ooh. And this is not a setup for an ad. I was just curious if you got hungover on Sunday because I didn't speak to you. Oh, so, okay. I was hungover. So we did a uh, a Zoom happy hour, except it's not happy hour for us because we started at like 8.30. We did a Zoom, oh, Saturday night Zoom. It's a party uh, on Saturday night. And I drank pretty much like a whole bottle of wine by myself. And um, I was hungover as I was sleeping. Like I woke up at 6 a.m. like hungover. I woke up like every hour hungover. When I woke up one time in the morning, I took one of my migraine pills because I had a headache. And by the time I woke up at like 12, physically I felt okay. 
mentally, spiritually, emotionally, I was not okay. And it reminded me why I do not drink. I, that feeling is the worst feeling in the entire world. I will go out of my way for the rest of my life to avoid it. So you will not see me drink again for another six months. Oh my God. Everyone was so excited on the Zoom that you were drinking. And I had so much fun, but it just wasn't worth that feeling yesterday of like, wow, I'm a worthless piece of garbage. I don't know why alcohol just makes me feel that way. But can we work through that, that thought process? Because what would make you be a piece of shit? I don't know. Just like everything. It just like hangs over me. It, it, and I, and I don't, and I also like, I wasn't feeling great physically. Like I didn't get out of bed. I didn't Peloton. And then I'm just like having a worthless day being a worthless person. But that's what quarantine is. Worthless people doing worthless things. No, this was like the first weekend in quarantine where I was truly worthless. Like I've been working really hard to like stay above that line. I posted my Patreon day in the life video. And even though it's so boring and depressing, like you see a girl who's trying to make the best out of her situation. Totally. Like I watched that video and I was like, this bitch does a million things in a day. Like I don't do anything. And people were like, Claudia, you do one. And like, I actually can't. Like if I recorded today, like it would be the toast and then bed. (laughs) So I'm not, I'll have to come up with another funny video concept because I can't do a day in the life vlog. No, it was, it was really hard to do. I hope people in, somehow enjoyed it. I mean, it's just real. Like that's really what I'm doing. But I feel like for the last month, I have made a conscience effort every day to like keep some semblance of normalcy, be a little productive, feel okay about myself, do one thing every day that like I don't really want to be doing, but I'm going to do it, whether it's Pelotoning or starting a new book, whatever. Um, But this weekend was the first time where I was like, I'm giving up. And I don't know if it was the alcohol. I don't know if it was the extra month tacked onto quarantine. I don't know. But like, I don't want to be that person. So if not drinking means I won't be that girl and I can keep with my, with my, uh, what's it called? Like arbitrary activities, then that's what I'm going to choose to do. Okay. Well, I do have another question for you. Totally unrelated. Um, I know you said that you wanted to dive into the Fast Five, and I totally respect your feelings. Like, you know, you're my sister, and I absolutely love you. But I would be – like, my stomach would hurt. Like, I would get a little – maybe a small case of RDH. Ooh, no. If I didn't let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. We need to avoid crowds any way we can right now. But what if you need to go to the post office? What if you need postage to send out letters and packages? Don't worry. Stamps.com is here to help. Anything you could do at the post office, you could do at Stamps.com. Print postage on demand. Skip those lines and crowds at the post office. Plus, you can actually save money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. Now, of course, during quarantine, we should be avoiding the post office at all times. But like also during regular life, the post office is not a place I ever want to be. So Stamps.com is a great thing for quarantine and then a great thing for life after quarantine if we ever get back to it. They bring you all the service of the U.S. Postal Service right now to the computer and the safety and comfort of your own home, office, or anywhere else you're hungering down right now. Whether you're a small business sending invoices, online seller shipping out products, or you're just working from home and need to mail stuff, Stamps.com can handle all of it with ease. Use your computer to print any official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, package, or any class of mail anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, leave it at your mail carrier, schedule a free package pickup, or drop it off in a mailbox. No human contact is required. It's that simple. And like we said with stamps.com, you can get get great discounts too. Five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off USPS shipping rates. And now in addition to offering discounted USPS stamps, USPS rates, stamps.com also offers UPS services with discounted rates up to 62% off. Plus with stamps.com, you won't even have to pay UPS residential subcharges. 
Right now, our listeners can get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in toast. That's stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the homepage, and enter toast, T-O-A-S-T. Stay safe, my friends. Love it. Sign on, get your stamps. Okay, the first story is a little sad news. It's mostly for you. Um, It came out literally Friday right after we finished doing the toast. But Taylor Swift has canceled her 2020 tour dates due to the coronavirus crisis. Taylor Swift has canceled her 2020 tour dates, including her lover fests. Due to the coronavirus pandemic, her planned U.S. shows will instead take place in 2021. Quote, I'm so sad I won't be able to see you guys in concert this year, but I know this is the right decision, she tweeted on Friday. Please, please stay healthy and safe. I'll see you on stage as soon as I can. But right now, what's important is committing to this quarantine for the sake of all of us. You know, we love a role model setting a good example. To be honest, I didn't have Loverfest tickets yet, and it was like such a clusterfuck to get them. I can't believe people are going to have to go through that whole ticket master process again. Like it was traumatic enough the first time. But like, I always think of things selfishly at first, you know, like I didn't have tickets yet. Like I was probably going to go. Um, so now I'm just going next year. Like I didn't really, it wasn't really real for me. Like it wasn't tangible because I was like hypothetically going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like Kelly Clarkson in lo- opening night in Las Vegas. Like we had this fabulous booth, like with these seven tickets that we paid a lot of money for and we didn't even get a refund. I know. And we or get to go, like to have that experience and those memories. But it just means that when we are able to go, we're going to have an even better time. Imagine how insane Loverfest is going to be or any like Coachella, Stagecoach, now that everyone who like is biding their time six months, all they're thinking about is how excited they are. And the energy is just going to be on another level. I'm really looking forward to the post-corona energy. That's true. I think everyone is going to... Um put forth the sceny vibes that like we've been talking about for so long, like licking the subway, you know, hugging strangers. Like that's the energy I'm really, really looking for. No, I, (laughs) I think that after this, like people are actually going to stop licking the subway and stop hugging strangers. Like, I think that's going to be a permanent change. You know, that guy in Washington square park who runs around like NYU campus with a sign that says free hugs. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't go there. I do believe he is officially out of business. Yeah, but maybe he could say free peace signs. Yeah. Or free advice. Mm, he looks like one. wise. I'm sure all, all the time. I'm sure he's seen a lot in that park. Jackie, also, you should just literally like sit your ass down in the park with a chair and like a table and give free advice because you give great advice. But you should oh charge God, people. Thank you. No, I'll give it for free, but like I guess that's like dear toasters. But then when we do dear toasters, I don't feel like I'm giving great advice. No, and sometimes like, we're really harsh. Harsh. Oh yeah, I once saw a comment that I didn't disagree with, where the person was like, <laughs> "Anytime, anytime there's a dear toasters, you guys roast the person who's writing in." Yeah, because you and I both really pride ourselves on like being devil's advocate. But then I play devil's advocate, and then I start to agree with the devil. No. <laughs> It's, I really pride myself on the fact that I think people are really incapable of seeing any perspective but the one that they're in. And even if you end up being right, it's important to just try and see it from someone else's perspective because it might look so different. I think perspective is everything. We always say that on the toast. It is truly everything. And I just want to say we are harsh, but sometimes we're totally right. Like last week, someone posted in Tipsy Toasters like, hi, my boyfriend of five years literally just broke up with me for no reason. What are we drinking? And then in the comment section, she was like, I should have listened to Jackie and Claudia over a year ago in our pink studio. She had written in and she only clipped like the last five minutes. But what we said was like, this guy doesn't sound like husband material. Like get rid of him. Wow. 
Wow. I love to see that. Well, I'm sorry about the breakup, but yeah, no, I love to be right, but I'm sorry that your feelings are now like hurt and that your boyfriend broke up with you. But now you feel like you'll trust us going forward. Maybe, maybe sadly, what we need is trial and error. Sadly. Okay. Next story. Um, the One World Global Concert raised more than $127 million for the WHO Emergency Response Fund. Okay. Saturday night, the One World Global Concert for WHO took place on the television, literally everywhere, every network, every streaming platform, like wherever you, except for on our Zoom, like I'm surprised there wasn't a little, they should have been allow you to add the concert to your Zoom and then we could all watch together. Yeah. Well, it went down on Saturday night. Some of the biggest, I mean, the biggest names in music participated. I want to get your thoughts on some of the performances. I caught a few of them, not all of them. It was very long. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, the highlights were Casey Musgraves singing Rainbow, like, there's no more pertinent song. Lady Gaga singing Smile. There's no more pertinent song. Um, and those were the two highlights of things that I saw. I thought that everyone's song selections were really, really interesting. Like, obviously, my favorite was Taylor Swift just because I absolutely love her. But she performed Soon You'll Get Better, which is a song from her album that's about her mom's journey with um, – cancer she's been diagnosed with cancer i think twice definitely more than once i'm not entirely sure because she's very private about it um and she has said when she was promoting her album and doing interviews that like she'll probably never perform that song it's just like deeply painful and very very personal um and then she just went on this telecast and performed it because it's so pertinent like you could listen to the it's lyrics and so, it can literally it's so pertinent like it is yeah. what is going on right now and you listen to the lyrics and you're like is this about coronavirus like it actually feels like she wrote it about so I'm glad that she performed it and that like she didn't have to do it on stage like she was able to do it in her house she kept looking over her piano I feel like her mom was standing there um so I just loved the bravery and I love her and I love Lady Gaga like live streaming on Instagram herself watching the entire broadcast like literally sobbing when Taylor Swift was on like I just love Queens respecting Queens yeah, uh, Lady Gaga was also crying when Billy Joel Armstrong sang uh wake me up when September ends did Ben catch that performance no, Ben has his head like permanently up. Like he doesn't even know what goes on in the world. Like he's just literally in two months, he'll be like, by the way, did you see this Billy Joel Armstrong thing? Oh my God. That's so funny. Is it Billy Joe or Billy Joel Armstrong? I put in the silent L just in case. I had the same thought as I was about to say it. And then I was like, let me say it so that it's in a way, if you think it's Joe, it sounds like <laughs> Joe. And if you think it's Joel, you can make a Joel out of it. That's what I did. <laughs> It's definitely not Joel because we're just saying Billy Joel. Oh, it's it's Billy Joe. <laughs> Joe. Okay. Oh my god. Oh. I totally like if we had to have just placed it that, I would have said Joel. No, I would have said Joe for sure. Joel is a funny name. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And I feel like, like it's not it's not a bad name by any means, but there's something about the way your mouth has to contort when you say it. Joel. There's, you know what? It's so funny. We were having this conversation on our Zoom, like about how names, like it's hard to think of a name arbitrarily without thinking of the name of the person that you know with that name. So we were talking all about like our future baby names and we were just saying like how one person can ruin a good name. Yeah. And that's it's just something to think about. But then it's like one person can save a name, like Stormy Webster, Stormy Danger. What was her name? Stormy Daniels. Daniels. Daniels, yeah. Yeah, I, think. I agree with that. One person can change the world. Just one thing I did want to say about um, one. Go ahead. 
about no, the performance. Zoom is like <laughs> Zoom is fundamentally so hard for us because Zoom will not allow you to talk over one another. So like honestly, maybe this is the exact exercise we needed in order to perfect our show, you know, and have that separation of Jackie and Claudia. Please continue. Oh, how about that's good? Like when you're done talking, say, what do you think, Jackie? Or like, what do you think, Claudia? Now I know why news anchors are so wonky. Back to you, Claudia, in the field. Thanks, Jackie. What I was going to say quickly before we move on from this concert story is two things. I've been seeing like the number of money reported everywhere, 127.9, and I just don't know why they don't say 128 million. Well, that's kind of like how in my um, in my Patreon Day in the Life video, I show my Peloton uh, lifetime like history of since I've gotten a Peloton. Because I was like, you guys all know I got it during quarantine. This is how much I've done, and I had done sixteen hours and fifty nine minutes. And I said I did sixteen hours, and like it bothers me. Like, why didn't I just take that minute? Why didn't I take that win? That's weird. I know, but it's because I saw like the first number first and I just went with it. And you would rather be someone who's like, oh, we actually made a little bit more than what I said than, oh no, you didn't actually hit that number. That's definitely true. You know? Um, the other thing you'd I rather, was say, you'd rather be modest than a liar. Yeah, of course. And when you over-exaggerate, like people stop believing you. Like I'm going through that right now where I think everyone, like my close personal friends, like know that I've started to exaggerate so much that they just don't believe anything I say is true. Yeah, sometimes I, I, I find myself in that situation with you. Yeah, no, I know that you, like, don't believe anything I say. Like, if I tell you something, well, like, no. you will fact check it. Yeah, well, there's a few different things. One, you're an exaggerator. Two, like, you're a jokester. You might just, like, be pulling one on me. So any, so if you're saying a truth, I have to, I have to vet it first. Okay. So that's that on that. The other note I had was the Little Mix performance from this concert. Did you see it? No, and you know I'm their number one fan. They were my number one most listened to artist in 2010 decade. So they were fabulous. Like they sang all their four-part harmonies totally separate. I loved seeing little like bits of their houses um, because they're all just like such glamorous girls. But I did believe their song selection was kind of strange because it was Touch, which at first I understood like we can't touch people, but it's a very sexual song. Yes. Every time I'm with you, I go into the zone. I yeah. remember all the places you want to go. Oh, yeah. It's like an organism. Take me all the way. Ooh. Just a touch of your love is enough to knock me off of my feet, oh. baby. Maybe I was singing Touch by Ariana Grande then. Yeah, I wasn't really uh, familiar with the song that you were singing, but I thought maybe Wait, it was a part on. of the song I didn't know. It goes like, just a touch of your love is enough to knock enough me to off knock of my feet out. all week. Oh, I was singing just Touch It by Ariana Grande. Up, just a touch of your love up. Just a touch of your love is enough to make me numbnumbnumny. It's just like a sexual song. It's like, you and I and nobody no. else. Regardless of that, like, we're not supposed to touch right now. They have so many good, empowering songs. You know what? I'm just going to make a little suggestion just in case we're in quarantine for a lot longer. And they do Wings? Anything. Wings is inspiring. Wings is so inspiring. Salute is inspiring. Salute yes. Is, we salute um, our healthcare workers. Yes. Oh, power is inspiring. Yeah. Maybe that was the easiest one for them to perform separately, like with four different harmonies, but I just thought it was a weird song selection and I love them. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. Well, I'm still going to check it out because I love them so much. Like each one individually more than the next. I can't even. 
Um, I don't know if you follow them from the toast, but I follow them on Twitter. Um, and it's just a great place to like constantly just know what they're up to. I follow them on my personal Instagram. Got and they it. do, and the group Instagram, the little mix Instagram does a good job of like sharing the highlights from their personals, you know? So I feel like I only really need to follow and I might follow Perry because like her and her boyfriend are everything. Have you seen their TikToks? Yes, I have. The, the one with the stairs. I can swear. I can joke. I can joke. I say what's on my mind if I drink, if I smoke. I keep up with the times and you see me looking now. Yeah, um, it's so good. And it's just the craziest part is that she was engaged to Zane. Oh, I don't know if this is a story, um, but Liam Payne was on Instagram Live with Alessa. Was it a story? It was. It got bumped at the last minute. So let me just make note of it for so the no, one. So that's stands. a no. For the One Direction stands who are looking for some sort of update, um, Liam Payne was on Instagram Live with Alessa, and they were just chatting. And he basically said, like in a recent interview, he said way too much about the One Direction reunion. Like Harry Styles was yelling at him, so he has to tone it down. But he was like, Alessa, you can join us and fill in for Zayn. So Zayn is not coming. Wow, wow! But they gave but him a One the Direction following him. A One Direction X Zay. I mean, Alesso collab is everything. Yeah. I love Alesso. I do too. Like all of his songs are truly bangers. Yeah, they are. They are. I think we've seen, okay. we saw okay. him in Vegas. Yeah, I think that we've seen everyone in Vegas at this point that's a DJ. Except um, Kelly Clarkson. Except Kelly Clarkson. Are you ready for our next story? Because it's also about someone who has just hit after hit. No, I'm not, because I got to let you know that for all you thirsty bitches out there, today's episode is also brought to you by Liquid IV. Because everyone's talking about Liquid IV's hydration multiplier. You've heard how much we love it. We especially love it the morning after some questionable choices. Even though it's not technically for that, it can be very helpful with that. Very helpful. And I feel like alcohol consumption is up in quarantine. Therefore, your Liquid IV consumption should be up as well. But Jackie, have you heard of their latest product, Liquid IV Energy Multiplier? Their Energy Multiplier tastes amazing, just like their lemon-lime flavor. You mix it in with water and drink. Energy Multiplier gives you a sustained energy boost with absolutely no crash. One of the things we love most about Liquid IV is that they're on a mission to change the world. They've donated over 2.5 million servings to date to places like Haiti, Uganda, Puerto Rico, and Nepal, and they're currently donating to healthcare facilities and food banks within the U.S. With each purchase you make, Liquid IV donates a serving to someone in need around the world. Do good, feel good, what's not to love half of americans report that they fight with daily fatigue so maybe you recognize some of the signs of low energy which is decreased focus lack of motivation poor mood unhappiness who wants that i feel like if you suffer from that in regular day quarantine days is definitely like on high alert for fatigue low energy lack of motivation so the liquid iv multiplier energy multiplier gives you sustained energy throughout the day it helps you fight fatigue without the crash it's the perfect replacement for morning coffee and an all-natural alternative to processed energy drinks premium matcha and green energy blend taste delicious and provide lasting energy boost throughout the day the fatigue fighting boost you get from a couple cups of coffee without the crash um it contains a mixture of matcha gayusa ginger high in antioxidants that help you improve your mood and focus and during these quarantine times everyone should be stocking up on antioxidants they're very important get 25 percent off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code toast at checkout we've been using liquid iv for like almost two years now and it helps with so many different things obviously just like general feeling whether it's like fatigue lack of energy lack of motivation but then also like i said after a long saturday night zoom um it can be very very helpful on a sunday night hangover i mean sunday morning hangover 
So yeah, get or a Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. Get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com. Use the code toast at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order on Liquid IV's website. Just go to liquidiv.com, enter the promo code toast to save 25% and get better hydration and energy. That's liquidiv.com, promo code toast. Don't wait. Start fueling your adventures today. Love it. Okay. Next story, really sweet. Andy Grammer, friend of the toast, like one of our favorite artists of all time. And it's crazy when you get an artist who's both of those things, you know, um, his wife, Asia details, powerful home birth with baby number two after previous C-section delivering her second child was a once in a lifetime experience for Andy Grammer's wife, Asia, the new mother of two shared a photograph of herself with two week old daughter, Izzy to her Instagram feed over the weekend, revealing that she had given birth at home after previously having a cesarean section with the couple's now two and a half year old daughter, daughter, Oh my God, daughter, Louisiana, Louie, K. Oh my God, those are cute names, Louie and Izzy. And really Izzy cute. is short for Israel. She was scared to do a home birth because she thought something was wrong with her since her first labor with Louie had gone sideways. It ended with all the interventions plus ultimately a C-section. She began in the caption of the sweet photo. Then you hear once a C-section, always a C-section, right? I thought maybe I wasn't capable of this second birth without an epidural plus a lot of the comforts and reassurance of a hospital. Our, our culture sometimes tells women that we aren't able to give birth easily or safely on our own. Um, she went on to recall her struggle with hypermesis gravidarium, an extreme form of morning sickness in pregnancy that saying that the idea that she would need hospital assistance was perhaps set in for me by the extraordinary amount of medical attention that my pregnancy required. Anyway, she wound up delivering from home and happy mom, happy bebe. That's so crazy. Like, I think that the women who don't get an epidural are like the bravest, most strongest, most inspiring women on the planet. And they all deserve a Nobel Peace Prize because <laughs> in no world would I ever give up drugs. Like, I, I need the drugs. Like, I'm not that, I'm not that strong-willed. I'm not that powerful. But there are women who are, and they are my heroes. Yeah, no, it is, it is so brave and so strong. And like, imagine just then you can say that. Like, yeah. No, I said to Olivia, I'm like, are you going to do a uh, drug free? Like, are you going to, she's like, are you kidding me? Like Olivia, Olivia's the strongest person I know. And like, she, of course is going to get the drugs, you know? Yeah. If anyone could forego, it would be her. And if anyone couldn't, it would be you. I have a very low tolerance for pain and I love drugs. But you do know that actually, like medically, biologically speaking, redheads have the lowest tolerance for pain. You know that, right? So like you think you have the lowest threshold, but I actually do. And I just like, I just truck her no, through. No. I just want that credit. No, no. There's no um, proof that you have that redhead gene. It just could be. No, no. There's like proof. You, no. There's <laughs> proof. <laughs> no, but like you, anytime I talk about my low tolerance for pain, like you bring up the fact that like you are genetically predisposed to like possibly being uh, low tolerance for pain, but it's like, no, it's not possible. It's, it is. But you don't have a low tolerance for pain. Like you get waxes more than anyone I know. No, but it's painful, but I, I just suffer through the pain. I'm constantly suffering through pain, but I just like- sure, And I suffer through it. like a good amount of pain, but there's certain things like I can't suffer through. Therefore, I have a lower tolerance for pain. Okay. Okay. Sure. I just like, like to remind you, it's like, while you're out here complaining, like some of us are suffering. No, I appreciate the, the heads up, you know, it's like, just, I just don't want you to think like I ever forgot, you know, from the last time you told me. Oh, no, no, I, I actually did think that you forgot, but I'm glad to know that you're listening. I did not forget. Great. Thank you for remembering. 
Are you ready for our next story? Because it's like some teenage drama that I didn't see before I saw it on E! News. And I'm like here for this love triangle between, well, it's not a love triangle according to Cole Sprouse, but rumors are flying that are quote baseless that Cole Sprouse is involved with Kaya Gerber. Okay, you guys. Yeah. The Riverdale star, Cole Sprouse, could be confusing because Lily Reinhardt is also a Riverdale star, but Cole Sprouse took to his Instagram story overnight to address rumors involving his relationship status with Kaya Gerber. As fans will know, 27-year-old Sprouse has been in an on-and-off romance with 23-year-old co-star Lily Reinhardt for the past few years. In recent weeks, however, claims have been made on social media about Sprouse's possible involvement with 18-year-old model Gerber. After seeing the speculation, he took to his Instagram story to set the record straight. Quote, I tolerate a lot of rumors and slander from people online claiming to be my fans. Fans who feel entitled to my privacy precisely because I never indulge them. But attacking my friends, baseless accusations, leaking my address, and sending death threats are all qualities of insanity and fantasism. He wrote, choose humanity, stop being clown emoji. I think what he's saying is, don't worry, be monkey. That is what I gathered from this Instagram story personally, but I actually don't know what I gathered because I wasn't sure what he was trying to say. But because he's so private and he like has been forced to acknowledge his relationship publicly because he's dating a co-star, but I don't think because he's a means- celebrity actually is why he's been forced. No, but some people like go about their celebrity lives like never really like giving details on their personal life, but he's dating his co-star like he can't deny it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's both. But, like, even if, like, he's really the teenage heartthrob right now, like KJ Apa. If KJ Apa was dating, um, you know, some girl from his hometown, like, we would all want to know because he's a celebrity and we love him. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. And I, I feel very in the middle here, like, because celebrities do um, deserve fans to respect their privacy and whatever those boundaries are. But at the same time, like it is part of your job. So he just withholds so much. And I think that makes people crazy and people want to know, but because he withholds so much, like I think we don't know if he's ever going to tell us if him and Lily break up, like they might have already broken up. No, but then they still, we went through this like a few months back. Remember there was speculation, they broke up, but then there were a lot of posts of them together. Um, I think they're still together. I agree. I think anytime we get information, it might be like months after it happens. Have you seen rumors about him and Kaya Gerber though? No, but I believe there was a photo. Oh, well, I haven't seen anything. And so then him addressing it now, it's like, Ooh, what's going on with Kaya Gerber? And what's crazy to me is that like these people all seem the same age, but he's actually 10 years older than Kaya Gerber. That's wild. That is wild. And for someone who's really private, I feel like he's always releasing statements and like speaking to the fans. Yeah. In like really um, big words, you know? Yeah. And it's like these Riverdale fans, like I could barely um, like understand what he was trying to say in this Instagram story, like let alone teenagers who watch Riverdale, even though they're probably smarter than me, but like still. This is what he wrote. When I first stepped into a public relationship, this was one of the foreseeable consequences. And while I truly never intended to indulge any part of my life to the ravenous horde, it's clear my restraint in updating updating them has allowed them to push their own agenda onto my habits and lifestyle. So in conclusion, please eat my delectable, please eat my delectable, sorry. Oh my God. Please, it's. Please eat my delectable plump ass, he wrote. I'm pretty sure he's saying grab a spoon. 
in in different oh words, God. I would agree. He said, making me post a goddamn white font Insta story like a divorced mother of three. <laughs> wow, he's really out for blood. Like he's being a little nuts. No, 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 for sure. He's just like one of those celebrities that, and you know, because he was a child star, maybe he didn't have a choice in becoming a celebrity. Like maybe his parents just decided like they had these two beautiful twins, like you guys are going to be stars. And he's just one of these celebrities who does not like being a celebrity and he's going to let us know. Someone should set him up with Kourtney Kardashian. <laughs> yeah, I what honestly think like, that they would get along. What? Do you know what it looks like? What? It appears as though Cole Sprouse has cracked. <laughs> I mean, join the I think, club. I think what we're seeing is the remnants of a cracking. I wonder if him and Lily are quarantined together. Well, so she was posting about her, uh, the dog getting attacked in her apartment. And it did really seem like she was alone, even though that was just a vibe that I got. It was like quiet and there wasn't anyone around. You know who might know the deets? The Snatcher. We'll have to, we'll have to check in with her. Maybe like Lily and Cole don't live far from one another. So they're able to quarantine and visit each other. And they don't have that pressure on their relationship of being stuck yeah. in one apartment for a month. Like maybe Lily was like walking her dog over to Cole's house when the attack happened. Perhaps, perhaps. Speculation. We'll, Speculation. We'll find, out from, we'll find out from the snitch. And I wonder, does Lily still live with Cammy? Because I know that they were living together. But maybe that was just in Vancouver when they were filming. But now they're all back in L.A. I thought that they were living together in L.A., not in Vancouver. I thought L.A. too. But that sounds like too good to be true. Can they really be such best friends? I don't know. Like the Riverdale cast, I believe that this is a trend in Hollywood. Like when you all get really successful on a TV show at a young age, you start off like loving each other. Like you're all in this together, graduating class of 2020. And then you start to hate each other. I don't know if they're there yet. What is it? Season three or season four? Season four. Sounds like I they're getting close. I don't think they're there yet. Yeah. But I think they are actually still friends. I hope so. Okay. Fifth and final story, a little biz news. Also, just one thing. I do think that when you're filming a show in another land, like Vancouver, not like New York, LA, Atlanta, you are bound to stay friends with your co-stars a little bit longer than normal because it's just you guys out there. Like it's, there's no one else for you to hang out with. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. Are you ready for our biz news? I'm sorry. Did you say biz news? Yeah, but it's actually sad biz news. SBN. I know. I'm sorry. Um, but Neiman Marcus is to file for bankruptcy as soon as this week, sources say, at Reuters. Neiman Marcus Group is preparing to seek bankruptcy protection as soon as this week, becoming the first major U.S. department store operator to succumb to the economic fallout from the coronavirus outbreak, people familiar with the matter said. The debt-laden Dallas-based company has been left with few options after the pandemic forced it to temporarily shut all free... 43 of its Neiman Marcus locations, roughly two dozen last call stores, and its two Bergdorf Goodman stores in New York. Neiman Marcus is in the final stages of negotiating a loan with its creditors, totaling hundreds of millions of dollars, which would sustain some of its operations during bankruptcy proceedings, according to the sources. It has also furloughed many of its 14,000 employees. The bankruptcy filing could come within days, though the timing could slip, the, court, the source has said. Neiman Marcus skipped millions of dollars in debt payments last week, including one that only gave the company a few days to avoid a default. Damn. I have two things to say. One, there's two Bergdorfs. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe they mean Bergdorfs and then Goodman's across the street, which is men's. Right, the men's. I don't know. Because is there one in LA? No, I thought that was just New York. 
Yeah, I was I was thinking of Barney's for a second. There's one downtown. They probably mean because it is two separate buildings. So they do have two buildings that require rent and they're across the street from one another. So let's go with that. Now, this is a devastating story for a million reasons, but it's also like misleading because when you hear companies like filing for bankruptcy, you're like, oh, it's over. No, that's just actually like a normal part. Not a normal, but it's a it's not a, a crazy thing to do as a company. It like offers you protection in a lot of ways and it doesn't mean you're done. It doesn't mean that your local Neiman Marcus is no longer going to be there like in a month. So yes, I agree. It is kind of misleading. Bankruptcy doesn't mean that it's going out of business, shutting our doors. Right. Like plenty of very successful companies have at one point filed for bankruptcy. Yeah. But it's just sad like that this is the effect that it's had on this major company, all those people who don't have jobs right now. Um, Terrible. It's just really sad. Terrible. Terrible. Um, that's like the one thing like I like I like shadily like love quarantine like I love being home and I love that everyone's home like I don't have to have FOMO from like other things like there are certain things about what's going on right now like I don't hate I'm not gonna lie um and I'm starting to love like drinking in my house like doing a bunch of puzzles like I'm getting used to it but what I find like so devastating is like people losing their their work not being able to make ends meet like to me like that's why all of this has to end like now No, it literally, if I think about it, I start to cry like every day, the new unemployment number going up, like it's so sad. Yeah. And that's where it's like not funny anymore. No, not that any of this was ever funny, but I think that we, most, especially people our age are trying to make the most out of our situations, you know, learning, taking the time to learn a new hobby. And like you saying that you've gotten, you started enjoying drinking your house and doing puzzles. It's like, I know you would rather be at One Oak. You know, all night long, baby. So it's not like you're loving quarantine. You're just finding ways to cope. Um, And it's just the whole situation is so sad. Like, and I think that's just a cloud that hangs above everyone. It's like, yeah, in our own apartments, we're struggling with our own demons and trying to make it through. But then even when you like just take a step back and think about what other people might be going through and it's so much worse, it just makes you feel deeply, deeply sad. Oh, and then not to mention the other cloud of people who have coronavirus are sick or losing loved ones. Like there's also that, like the actual disease, like taking people having to die alone, like not being able to say goodbye to their loved ones. Like that's awful. Awful. And like just all the healthcare workers working so hard, putting their lives on the line. It's just, it's so everything, every angle perspective. It's so sad. Um, and I just, I think what we're doing is really helping flattening the curve. I think in New York, you know, we reached peak and it's going down. I just hope this ends as swiftly and with as many healthy people as possible. Amen. Okay. Let's talk about, did you watch anything this weekend? Because I think we watched the same thing and we need to talk about it. Well, I watched my skylight frame just all weekend long. So can I just talk about that really quickly? Oh, you guys, can you talk about this? Because um, I got one also and I gifted it to my husband and he is obsessed. It's really cute. It's a perfect gift for anyone who you're not able to see every day, especially during quarantine when you're not able to see anyone. But even during normal life, like your grandma, your parents, you live far away from home. It's a great way to feel close to those you love when you're separated because staying in touch with the, the people we love is more important than ever. The easiest way to do it is with a skylight, a photo frame you can email photos to anytime from anywhere. Multiple people can send photos to the frame, so it's a great way to keep large networks of friends and family in touch. It sets up effortlessly in under 60 seconds. Just plug it in, use the touchscreen to connect your wireless network, and enjoy. 
Sending photos to Skylight is effortless. Everyone in your family can just email photos to Mom Skylight. They'll pop up in her home in seconds. It has a black frame, so it looks like a real photo frame that adds a beautiful touch to your home. That's true. Like sometimes when you get something like techie, it's like ugly and bulky and like ruins your whole house. (laughs) Skylight Frame is a gorgeous 10-inch screen. You can swipe through photos with your finger and even tap to thank the person who sent the photo. Skylight Frames has 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't love your Skylight, they'll offer you a full refund. You can preload it with your favorite photos for a special Mother's Day gift. Send pictures of you and your significant other, spouse, grandparent, anyone you know. Honestly, this is a perfect gift for a grandparent who, like, doesn't really know how to use technology. And, like, you just keep sending photos. And then you know they're, they're, like, walking around their house, like, seeing new photos of you. And, like, that brings them so much joy. It's so cute. And they'll, be, they'll think it's magic, like, how new photos are appearing. That's so cool. You could even leave the little message. Yeah, and it's really easy to set up. So if you have parents or grandparents who are not really tech savvy, it's really easy. It shouldn't be a problem. Um, Skylight Frames, if you guys want to get a, a great holiday offer, you can get $10 off your purchase at of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com, enter the code TOAST. That's right. Just to get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame, go to skylightframe.com, enter the code TOAST. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, and the code is TOAST. Love it. I think that's such an amazing gift idea, especially right now. I think there are so many people who would totally appreciate that. And I got one for my husband and he thinks it's the dopest thing ever. I mean, if I got, uh, when, when mine comes, I haven't gotten it yet. When it comes, I'm going to leave it on Ben's nightstand. And then every morning, like put up a picture of that guy that's been going around, that Instagram guy <laughs> who's like, has like the penis, you know, like that's what I'm going to do. Um, Ben would love that. I don't think there's anyone else he'd rather wake up to every morning. Sorry, I forgot to give this as my weekend update, but I'm, the man I married became a monster over the weekend. Oh my God, what did he do? So Ben has been, um, really churning out content during this quarantine and he's been releasing these really, really funny, um, videos. Like he is always singing and making up songs and he's not really channeling his energy into premium content, like writing songs about quarantine. And on Friday he wrote a song about, um, duty and um he did it to the tune of the simple plan song uh i'm just a kid which is like one of ben's favorite songs and just an all-around great song and the lead singer of simple plan posted it and dm'd ben and followed ben and was like they were talking about how funny he is and ben is like a lover of punk like 90s punk early 2000s like that is ben like he's just obsessed like we had that 90s ben play at his birthday party and ever since this guy posted ben like he's been out of control like thinking he's like a star and he like he gave me his rider for the bedroom it's crazy oh my god that is so crazy um his songs are really though like he's kind of a star those songs are so good i know it's hard for me to like like, share does he feel some type of way since like obviously luke combs came in and sort of did what ben's been doing but like on a better level in like an earnest and sincere way (laughs) um you know ben is the type of songwriter who really lifts up his other songwriters. So when I was in the kitchen on Thursday, like making dinner, I like heard something and I go into the living room and Ben is listening to Six Feet Apart by Luke Combs. And Ben has like really been missing his parents. He's like very, very attached to his parents. He sees them multiple times a week and it's been really hard for him and it's like been even harder for them. So I think he was like gonna cry if I hadn't come in. Like that song is really speaking to him. And he he's a, a lyricist who appreciates lyrics, even if they're not his. He's a songwriter who supports other songwriters is what you're saying. He literally started the Songwriters Support Foundation of America. It's like a really big SSFA. It's like a huge organization. That's great. And maybe he'll get inspired. Like maybe he will write an emotional one. That's not just about, you know, eating moldy cheese. 
I mean, you know, it's my dream. Like if only Ben could have like become a rock star and like my life would be like on the road with a rock star. Like that's all I want. That's why I like, I'm so like jealous of the lives of like music's physics, biggest spouses. Oh, I completely agree. They are living the life of Riley. Living the life. Like all I want to do is I want to die tomorrow. God forbid. And come back as Nicole Hawking. Like her life is amazing. (laughs) No, her life is amazing. And also it's like, so I think just being a music spouse, even if you don't like love your husband's work, like I'm sure it's just, (laughs) I'm sure it's just fun to be the spouse of a rock star. But imagine being the spouse of someone so deeply talented who just at the drop of a hat could just make you feel every emotion in the book and like make you cry. And you look at this person and you're like, you're sent from God. Like you just have this like other world in your head. Like what a talent you are. Imagine that. Yeah, and then like when when you're one of those rock stars and you spend a lot of time on tour, um, if your spouse is with you, first of all, like how fun is that? And second of all, like life on the road, like I think as a musician, like your whole life is basically like on the label. Like you're just like you could just buy dresses and stuff, like and just go shopping on the label's dime. Oh yeah, for sure. I feel like you definitely get to that point where it's like, oh, the, the label stylist, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Good times. If you could trade places with any musician spouse. Why would it be Nicole Hawking? (laughs) Oh, it would be Nicole Hawking because I'm like, their backyard just looks so phenomenal. I think Luke Holmes is the most talented singer and songwriter of everyone who I enjoy. Like, I am so moved by his work. And so to like have that person next to me every single day, like, I don't know what I would do myself. Like, I would just, I would just cry all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and like Luke Holmes, like not that it matters, but like he is so successful. So like to be able to go on a tour like of stadiums, it's not the same as going on like a club tour, which is good too. But all I'm saying is like if I'm choosing someone, like I want someone playing arenas. Like I don't want someone playing like theaters, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I could definitely think of some other options too, like, um, and even like single options, you know, because like Brett Eldridge. Oh Yeah. Josh Groban. That I feel is like a sad tour. (laughs) No, I think Josh Groban is like the most eligible bachelor in the entire world. He's so talented. He's so talented. He like, he, he's like Andrea Bocelli Jr. And he's handsome and he's funny. Okay. He's handsome in like a dorky way, but okay. I know (laughs) he's handsome. He's handsome. I no, I I agree. He's totally handsome. Another one that's like so perfect. And I feel like we really got to see like how good it is to be the life, like the wife of a rock star is with the Jonas brothers. Like they all were having so much fun. They had that plane. Like they went on a crazy tour. Yeah. That must be a good one also. Them and all their spouses are like young and fun and they drink and they jewel. Like they're just like kids living the life. Yeah, totally. I would agree with that. I would take really just no i mean if ben wants to go on a tour of our block like i'm coming oh my god no that's why you should really encourage this like you never know where it could take him that's true so i actually am a big fan of ben's work right now like it makes me laugh out loud and you know who's ben's number one fan actually who my husband Oh, that's cute. He's like always cry, like laughing so hard at Ben's Instagram videos. And like, I think Ben like will send him some content like early to like see get Zach's take. Yeah. They have like a collaborative relationship. And I think Zach, like, don't, I mean, he'll never see this, but I know he really likes it. Never. <laughs> he um, doesn't even watch the good show. <laughs> yeah. No, like he's not watching our Zoom happy hour. Also really quickly, just, it's important to note that like when we, when we talk about like where this could take Ben, his dream, like his, like his icon in this whole thing is Weird Al Yankovic. So it's like, he's not becoming like Luke Bryan anytime soon, 
but he could become the next weird Al Yankovic. You know what? Like I actually see, I see the correlation. Me too. Okay. Can we get into things that we watched this weekend? Because I watched two bits of things. The first one, I think you watched too, because our little sister has been bullying everyone into watching it. It's a show on Netflix called Outer Banks. And it is the content that we have been waiting for. When we said we need a new show. Oh wait, Claudia either has to sneeze or has to say something. I only watched the first three episodes, so I wanted to recap it tomorrow or the next day. So just you could say whatever you want, but like, please don't spoil anything. Okay, that's so fair. I think that's actually perfect because let's give the toasters. Like, I watched it all day yesterday and I finished it in one day, but there's actually a lot of episodes and they're really long. So let's give it a few days and then we can recap the plot. But I just want to say, like, when we were talking about how we need a new show that's fabulous, this, that, like, for quarantine, this was the show. Like, someone at Netflix slipped, like – pushed up the Outer Banks release date because this is the show, you guys. This is the show we've been waiting for. It's teen drama, beautiful setting. It has everything that you could look for. Great cast, like Deacon Claiborne from Nashville is in it. Um, And then the young people, I don't know them. They're they're up and comers. And I I love that. Um, And I think it's a really great show. I think it's very toasty. And Snitch was right on the money. Thank you, Snitch. So let's make it the official toast series of the weekend. I mean, of the day. And maybe we'll recap it tomorrow or Wednesday, depending on when I finish it. I, you know, I have a lot to do today, so we'll see. Um, yeah, and we'll get like a vibe from the toasters as to like how much time they need. So it might be like a few days long activity, but it's it's what we've been waiting for. Yeah, I feel like it's fabulous. Yeah, it's it's really good, and it's not what you. It's not so. I mean, it's like obviously a little stupid because everything is, but um, it's good stupid. Yeah, and I don't think a show is actually good unless it's stupid in some way. <laughs> no, for me personally, like I'm not interested in things that aren't stupid. No, not at all. I'm a stupid girl with stupid interests. Um, also, the other no, thing that I watch is – But you know what's not stupid? Oh, what? My decision to wear my Felix Grey glasses almost every day of quarantine because it's helped me with the blue light so much. So much. Felix gray glasses filter out 90% of blue light in the most damaging range and eliminates 99% of glare through a proprietary industry-leading lens technology only available with Felix gray. Nine in 10 Felix gray customers report significant symptom relief. Their frames are hand-finished and durable, super lightweight, Italian, made from Italian acetate. With over 200,000 happy customers, Felix gray isn't the right choice. It's the only choice. By the way, glare is legit. Like I wore a pair of glasses for a while that had such a bad glare. And I didn't realize that when I went to bed every night, I had a migraine from wearing the glasses all day. Like the glare reflecting in your eye. My eyes are very sensitive and it has a lot to do with when I get migraines. Um, like if it's super like bright outside, I could get a migraine. So glasses have a lot to do with with how you sleep, if you have migraines, like there's a million things, headaches, there's a million things that having like the right glasses can help with. So Felix Grey is the right choice. You can order online. Their glasses ship directly to you with a hard case and a lens cloth included. You could try them for 30 days risk-free. And if your screens aren't easier on your eyes, you can send them back for a full re- refund. Go to felixgrayglasses.com slash toast for the absolute best quality blue light filtering glasses on the market. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com slash toast. Do what we did and start taking care of your eyes. Feel better, work smarter. When you're working from home now so much, like you definitely need a pair of blue light glasses. Shipping and returns are totally free at Felix Gray. FelixGrayGlasses.com slash toast. Thank you, Felix Gray. Now we can talk about what Jackie wants to talk about. Can I guess? Is it I Still Believe? Yes. 
Okay, so this movie is based on the true story of the uh, Christian singer, Jeremy Camp. And I saw like previews for it a really long time ago, starring KJ Appa and Britt Robertson and Shania Twain and Gary Sinise. And I'm like, that is my dream team. And I was so excited to see it when it came out. But of course it came out like the week of quarantine and Snitch and I had like big plans to see it, but we couldn't. But they wound up releasing it early, um, like on Apple iTunes. So you can rent it. It's expensive though, because it's like buying a ticket. You know, it's $15. How much? $15 to rent the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's like, instead of going to see it in theaters. Um, and I watched it and like, I'm not, I, I don't want to say anything negative because I loved it so much. And like, the story is so beautiful. There were moments that were just, some things didn't add up to me. Um, but it was so good. And it just got me in my feelings. I, I, I don't think it's possible to watch it and not cry. So if you're looking for a good cry, um, that's the movie. You have to be in the mood for a cry. Like a, a cry movie, like if you're not expecting it, can really ruin your day. Yeah, or sometimes you watch a cry movie and you're like not really into it enough that you don't cry. And then you're like, wait, is there something wrong with me? Yeah, I mean, what movie has made you cry like the most ever? Oh, uh, The Pursuit of Happiness, I think. That was like the earliest time I remember like sobbing uncontrollably. But then there was a time a few years ago where I watched the last song and I was wailing. I'd already seen it like a million times. And I, it just like hit yeah. me sideways. I was wailing like until I fell asleep. It was like when Zach and I were dating. And I think he was like, is this bitch okay? <laughs> Dead. <laughs> um, the that I cried at first was, remember, A Little Princess? Oh. It's like that weird Disney movie where like a girl's dad like goes missing in war. And then she goes to an orphanage and they're really mean to her. But then like the dad ends up finding her. And it's like it's when, they, when he – when he ends up finding her in the orphanage, like, uh, and the, they were so terrible to her in the orphanage because she was like this beautiful, rich young girl. And then she when her dad died, princess. she right. But then when her dad died, she couldn't pay for like the proper orphanage. So she was like a part of the orphanage, like the kids who like were also staff and like her life was just like so miserable. The girl was, were so mean to her, bullying her. She lost all of her like favorite prized possessions. And then one day, like her dad just shows up in the rain and it's like, not to spoil it, but like when her dad finds her, like he, first of all, we thought he was dead. Second of all, he's about to rescue her from this like life of misery with these mean, mean girls. And they just like embrace in the rain. And I just, I remember crying and never having cried from a movie before and like being shocked that I could be impacted emotionally from something that's like not real. And it was really like, I remember it and I remember nothing. Like I have the worst memory, but I remember it so vividly. Yeah. Wow. It's such a good, I think that was like a very formative movie for everyone. Yeah. Where's that? That girl, the actress who played the young Sarah was um, phenomenal. Yeah, she really was. I think that movie is on Disney+. Plus. I can't watch it. It's literally so heavy. Like there are certain movies I get huge pits about. Like I, you need to see it like Schindler's List. Of course you need to see it, but I never want to see it again. Like certain movies have such like pit worthy plots and like they put you in such a bad place emotionally. Like you need to see them just for the sake of seeing them that I never want to see it again. That's how I felt about Pursuit of Happiness. I saw it and I never saw it again. Oh my God. I guess ultimately though, it's a hat, like it has a happy ending. I guess all of those movies do though, but the way like going through it, it was just, it was so sad. Did you ever see that Jacob Tremblay movie where he's like, has the the birth defect wonder? Oh my God. I could not see that. I saw it. I was crying, but I knew what I was, you like, when you see the trailer, you know what you can expect, but I was just like crying. I mean, I can't, I don't have to explain why I was crying. It was so sad. (laughs) 
it was horrible. Me and Ben were like going to go to the movies and we went online to look at tickets and we watched the trailer for Wonder and I literally started hysterically crying from the trailer. Like I couldn't get over it all day and I never saw it because I just couldn't. Yeah, no, that was that was a tough one. It's also weird what to like when you're crying in the movie theater, you know? Yeah, it's like you feel embarrassed. Oh, and does your husband do this thing? Ben does this thing that drives me insane. We'll be like watching something sad and like if I start to cry, like he'll turn his head and look at me and like watch me cry. <laughs> and it makes me so angry that like I literally will stop watching stuff with him. We were watching, I want to say it was even like One Tree Hill in the very early seasons, like something terrible happened. And I was like getting emotional. Like I was getting choked up over this like soap opera and Ben starts looking at me and I literally pause the TV. I'm like, get out. Like, I just, what, what do you look at me? Watch TV. Like, what are you looking at me for? Like, it just, it drives me nuts. And I'm like embarrassed that I'm, that I'm like crying over a TV show. But like, I don't know if like crying, is he crying too? Or he's just like making fun of me. Like, I don't know. I feel so like vulnerable. I'm like, get out of my room. It's, it's so vulnerable. I can't okay. like, yeah. And when I'm watching with someone else, like I will do everything in my power not to cry. It's like, you're not going to know. Yeah. You're not going to know that I was upset. Or I'll like put my pillow strategically so that like I am crying, but you have no idea I'm crying. <laughs> I'll be like, <laughs> wow. Um, anyways, I still believe it was really good, um, but a little expensive. Yeah. So like if you had seen it in theaters, do you think you would have been like pleased? I do. I think I, because I wouldn't have been on my phone and stuff, I would have been like really involved. And I just loved everyone who was in it. There were some like the writing wasn't like the best, but it was really good. It's a really sweet story. And the music is really good because it's all about like Christian music. It's very, also it's very, very like faith heavy. So if you're into that, like, I think you'll love it. And if you're not into that, I just wouldn't recommend it for you. I feel like Tanya Rad should watch it. I feel like she would love it. Oh my God. I need to text her. I should ask her if she's watched it. Yeah, I feel like it's like literally she should have been in it. 100%. I'm going to text her after this. That's so funny. I actually spoke to her the, the other day. She's literally the funniest person ever. And, you know, she is, she's like very well connected, but she's like not braggy about it, you know? 100%. So she'll just like, she'll drop something in the conversation. I'm like, did you just say that person? She's like, yeah. Love to see it. Um, is there anything else we need to discuss today? This was a nice long episode. It's only Monday. Oh, my God. I can't even. I'm out of puzzles. No, honestly, I need to go get some more. I was saying this on my Patreon day in the life, which you should definitely check out. Like if you're interested in like what I do. Um, but I was say like, I was in such a terrible mood yesterday and this morning leading up until the show. And like the show just like turned my day around. And if this, if this is the like impact that it has on other people, like I'm so grateful that we get to do this. Like I will, I'm going to have a much different day now than I would have if we didn't do the toast. You know? Yeah. And I, to be honest, it also makes me feel good to know that like you also had a terrible weekend. Not that I'm happy you had a bad weekend, but there was something in the air this weekend. Like when me and Ben got into bed, we were like, this was a terrible weekend. And part of it was my own doing. Like I put myself in the work. Like I had anxiety the whole weekend and I had anxiety this morning. I won't feel like satisfied until people hear what I have to say. And it's just, it makes me like a little happy to know that like everyone had a bad weekend. <laughs> yeah. It just I makes mean, me feel it, less alone. We're just on the Ramona coaster that is quarantine. Um, and I think that there's a lot of a lot of downs, but the toast is just one of those highs. And I think that's why we feel so so much responsibility towards, you know, the toasters and we just and we want to make you guys happy and, and cheerful and we hate when we do the opposite. Hey, like it's that's the whole point of like why I get so emotionally invested and like when people are upset with me, it's because like 
I just can't believe like I've somehow become this like controversial person when like all I've ever wanted to do is like be funny, make people laugh. Like I've always wanted to be this like, and as someone who just absolutely craves like universal likeness like all I want is for everyone to like me and like I actually have the opposite like I don't know how I got to this place and I'm so like disappointed in myself and that's why like I always like I don't people like like thrive on controversy and they like love it there's no such thing as bad press where like I wholeheartedly disagree and I just want like I value our platform so much and I value like the the fans and the followers who gave us this platform and like I just don't want to fuck that up and I find myself fucking it up recently and I need to stop yeah, but I mean, that's you, you live and you learn, and yeah. all you can do is change how you are going forward, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's that on that, that's everyone. On, that's that on that. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we go live Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. So if you're watching this video on YouTube, please subscribe. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We are also available um, for premium content on Instagram, and we're at 197,000, and I could just really get to 200,000 during the quarantine. So that's at The Morning Toast. We're always posting pertinent stuff. We love you guys very much. We hope you have a wonderful day full with happiness and no pits. Have a great day. Bye.